wrestling, wrestling. tacos. The most I want one. The Reaper. This isn't just wrestling. I'm one of your hosts, the Mosella one, Franco. Hey, what's up? It's the Reaper. <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> Why'd you say like that? I don't know, man. I'm in a funny mood. It's the Reaper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just how it goes. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. You? Same, same man. Just here playing Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Sword and Shield came out. When, when, how's that going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, my wife showed up with it this morning, uh, after she got out of work. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's something else. I like it. Hmm. But we're, you know, we're still very early, so. Let's see ah. how that goes. It starts off different, though. You know how every, like, oh, I don't know if you played all the Pokemon, but they all, like, start off the same. Yeah, this one's, like, completely different. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't played a Pokemon game in quite a while. Since, like, what was the last one? Sun and Moon? Yeah, well, besides the Let's Goes, yeah, they can stun it. Okay, then I played, I played Sun, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. Hasn't been that yeah, long. Yeah, they're pretty good. It's just, um, I think even I was starting to get, like, I mean, I love them, but at the same time, it was like, man, it's getting a little stale. Yeah. But, yeah, with this one, the start of it, it's been pretty badass, so that's what we're, that's what I'll be doing all, <laughs> all week. Have you played uh, 2K20? Yeah. Or NBA, because I'd rather play NBA. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> or wrestling podcast, man. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, no, man, I haven't played it, but um, I've heard everything about it. <laughs> and a friend of mine has it. He's, he's shown me some of the glitches and stuff that's gone on with it. And, you know, usually glitches are, I mean, I don't care if a game has glitches, because every game does. And usually it just requires a patch to fix, but... I've heard that this game is horrible. And you bought it, right? Yeah, I always buy the Quackers Edition. I've only played two matches since I got in it. It's all I've played. I think, I think that's pretty telling of it. I, well, <laughs> to be fair, I don't really play games too often. But You need to immerse yourself into the man. I don't know what you're doing. Sorry, that's my dog. Again, uh, my animals are always crazy, so sorry if you hear them in the background. Anyways, um, there's a game I've been playing recently, uh, Bro Force. It's pretty good. Bro Force. Yeah. You know, actually, what I've been playing, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but um, I was playing God of War, and I'm not ashamed of God of War, don't get me wrong, but I was playing God of War, right, the new one, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife's cousin was like, hey, man, you should play Apex, Apex Legends or whatever, right? And I was like, no, man, that's like Fortnite, and I don't like Fortnite. Like, I tried it, I don't know, I didn't like it. And, uh, I guess also because of the stigma with the kids and the flossing and all that. I didn't, I didn't like that. But he played Apex. I was like, come on, dude, just play with me or whatever. And I played with him. And, dude, I've been playing every single day. I'm so ashamed of it. But at the same time, I've been a champion like six times. So, fuck it. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm always playing games, man. But uh, I, I was never, well, I wouldn't say never, but. 
when it came to the WWE 2K games, I just couldn't do that. They're, they're too slow, I guess, is a way. I, I think they did too much with that whole stamina system or, you know, however they had it set up. And it just wasn't fun anymore. Or at least for me, it wasn't. I think the last one I've really played was 2K14. And that was only because The Rock was on it. It's like on the cover, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't like 2K games too much. My our, my favorite one's uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. Oh my god, I I loved all the SmackDown vs. Raw. Um, I actually like them more than the uh, than like Here Comes the Pain. You know, everybody says like Here Comes the Pain's like number one or number two all the time. Yeah, I actually like the SmackDown vs. Raw games more um, than that. And uh, yeah, man, I couldn't even pick out a year. They were I thought they were all amazing. Um, those were fun and the storylines were so stupid but they were fun also like I remember with the first Smackdown vs. Raw you like pick your character and like I think it's Tori Wilson that's with uh, Rene Dupree or something and then like at some point she like takes you into the the showers and you just see like the bra get thrown in the air or whatever <laughs> and it's just like yes that is here <laughs> you know but it's just I don't know man I, it's just not like that anymore I like I mean I think the showcases are fine but I miss it when it was like okay you choose your character and they have their own story kind of thing you know like, I miss that kind of stuff yeah but you know because I don't know which one it was I know one of them had like the Daniel Bryan showcase and I'm not a big Daniel Bryan fan so I wouldn't have wanted to play it you know what I mean but yeah I hope they get it together. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, Next we'll um, Three big things happen for news and rumors. Uh, we'll start with the least... The least... Um, I'm out. Least, I'm not talking about the, the least one. Uh, Sin Cara asked for his release from WWE, or the guy who plays Sin Cara, Unico. Yeah, Sin Cara asked for his release. Um he did it all in Spanish, so it was hard for me to understand. But it's all right. Now we got to translate for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Do you think? Yeah, it's another another wrestler, man. Another one who wants to leave WWE, and another one who's not gonna leave WWE. And uh, you know, he's forty two. He's forty two. He's forty two. Yeah, it's, uh, it seems about right. Because I think whenever he first started, I was like, oh, he was like about 30, 36, 38 when he first started. That's when he so, yeah, he's 42. I, I was surprised by that because I thought he was like 37. You know, I, I, I figured around there. 42, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he just, not that long ago, signed like a three-year contract. So, I mean, he's not going to get out anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Another thing, uh, your your favorite. I guess, I don't know which one's bigger, but you'll go with your favorite. You want to say it? Are you talking about my uh, my dude chick magnet chick magnet chick yeah magnet. chick magnet oh my god yes man uh phil brooks or as we know him cm punk has returned kind of um he's gonna be an analyst on uh fs1's right i think it's fs1 show the no it's uh what is it called is it fs1 wwe backstage i don't know what it is yeah i, <laughs> I don't know what it is and only forty nine thousand people tuned in so that's telling but whatever it was it, he was there he showed up with uh, he's there with Renee Young Samoa Joe uh, Booker T well they were all there Adam Page, Cole Page. Um, he's not a WWE employee 
that has to be the thing to be said because everybody's already, you know, oh, who's he going to wrestle? Or, oh, he's, you know, Twitter blew up. It was so crazy. They blew up because, of course, he is back in some type of a wrestling capacity, which he hasn't in, what, six years, I think? Five years. Yeah, five years. But at the same time, just as many people were calling him a sellout because, oh, he's going to WWE. He's not in WWE. He's an analyst for Fox. But I get it. You know, I get what they're trying to say. You know, whatever. Uh, I'm excited, though. It makes me want to see that show and see what the hell he has to say because we know how CM Punk is. He he don't, you know, he don't uh, hold his tongue or bite his tongue or whatever. So I want to see him be like, hey, man, this is shit. This is sucks. This whatever. Like, I really want to see that. Yeah. A lot of it. A lot of it has sucked. Yeah, and I woke up on Thursday morning and find me tagged in a whole bunch of shit. CM Punk's back, CM Punk's back, hey, CM Punk's back. Got a couple messages, hey, CM Punk's back. It's like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and you were like, eh. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of CM Punk. He's back, he's not but, really in WWE, so I mean, it's not but really. But this is like, it's huge because he's such a big personality, and he's back in some type of a wrestling capacity. Yeah, no doubt that's huge, but it's just me, I was like, I don't, like, I, that's how I'm with all the wrestlers that return and shit, like. Goldberg, Undertaker, and all that, whenever they wrestle, I'm like, man. I just don't understand, like, when something like this happens, you're like, man. But when they announce that there's, like, a Miz pop, you, like, lose your mind. Hey, man. <laughs> I've been asking for a Miz Funko pop for years. I've been asking man, for a Miz. Cool, uh, I've been asking for a Miz DVD on him, DVD set, for years. And they never made a DVD set. They made Sheamus a DVD set. They made Roman Reigns a DVD set. They made Seth Rollins a DVD set over Miz. And Miz barely got one this year. Along with the Funko Pop. No, I have not. I've been uh, 20 feet away from him, but no, I have not. 20 feet away from him, and you didn't actually go up and ask for an autograph or anything? Nah, because I was, uh, whenever they came down to the American Bank Center, I was, like, waiting with a whole bunch of people. A few minutes, uh, like, oh, like, Russell's arriving. It's like, oh, okay. So I stood by for a little bit. Miz pulled up. And, like, he didn't come by to sign autographs. So, mm-hmm. well, we'll try to meet him at some point just for you. I'm going to interview him one day. He's going to be another one. And then you can throw the pop in his face and be like, I've been waiting for this for 15 years. Sign 30 of these, damn it. <laughs> and, all right, so I'll move on to the breaking news, I guess, or the biggest news right now. Yeah. Um, Super ACH. Uh, formerly known as Jordan Miles in WWE NXT, has asked, no, hasn't asked. He actually quit WWE. Yeah, in a very profanity-laced video. And, um, yeah, basically he was just saying he doesn't agree with WWE. He thinks that they're full of racists. Um, Yeah, I mean, he just said he quit. And he's done with it. Uh, don't call him Jordan Miles. That's his slave name. Um, even though he chose the name, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty big. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Like, here's my thing. Everybody's giving him a bunch of shit for how he's doing it, and I can understand that. It's not professional at all. But I mean, if you do find something racist against you, or you know, if it's something that's personal against you. And I'm assuming they haven't gone out of their way to talk to him about it, at least from what he's making it seem. What the hell does it matter how he does it? 
to me. You know, what, what does it matter how he does it? I mean, if he wants out, they're not going to, they weren't going to let him get out. And they weren't trying to fix the situation either. And don't get me wrong, I mean, he's guilty too. He didn't do it the right way in that sense. But at the same time, what does it matter if he does it the right way? He's the one that's offended. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's race, so it's a very touchy subject. But some people, you know, some people get more offended than, than others, you know. Like Booker T came out and was against it completely, you know. Oh, I think, you know, in 2019, do you really think the WWE would do anything racist and this, this and that? Well, maybe not to you, but you've known the company. You know, you've known them or whatever. But he's taking it a different way. And everybody's saying, like, oh, he has mental problems or he has this, this and that, whatever. I think that's besides the point, but either way, he's uh, trying to accept bookings now, which I don't even know if he could, because they haven't officially released them, but I don't know, he's putting it on Twitter. He, he like deleted his Twitter, and then he made a new one or something like that, but I don't know, man, it's pretty weird stuff going on. Oh, no, he, um, he feels offended and all that, I can understand that. I really didn't comment on it, but uh, when the video I saw was, he's really, really hurt and shit, so I think people should go check on him, whoever like, his friends are and all that. Cause it was a way. Whoever his friends are need to go check on him, because oh, yeah. mental health-wise, yeah, they just need to go. Gotta, well, apparently, for over the past couple months, he had been missing from WWE anyway. Well, not missing, I guess, but he had been away from WWE anyways because of mental stuff. They didn't get into specifics, but... I would assume it has something maybe like bipolar or something. Maybe a depression. Maybe. But at the same time, again, who are we to say, oh, well, he can't get offended about this. Yeah. You know, or, oh, he needs to do it this way. No. I mean, you'll handle it the way you feel you need to handle it. And then if you end up thinking it's a mistake, well, it's a mistake you made or, you know, whatever. But it's not our position to judge him when it comes to that, how he should feel about it. So... That's why a lot of people like on Twitter or whatever that are blowing him up and saying he's this, this, and that, and always ruined his career, he's done this, this, and that. See, and... Well, <clears throat> you don't know. Yeah, people are always saying that, like, Pac, whenever he quit, he stayed at home. That, that was Punk it. Punk left. Pac yeah. left. Punk left. And even Stone Cold left. Yeah. And it was a different... I mean, you know, none of those were racially charged either, but they were all for different things. Right. Well, Pac and Austin, I guess, is kind of the same. Like, it was a creative thing. Punk felt his health was on the line with this stuff, as well as creative. But, you know, and don't get me wrong, there are those people who were saying, you're doing it the wrong way, you're not doing it, whatever. But the outlash or backlash, whatever, he's getting, I don't know, it's not the same. And a lot of it's from, you know, he keeps doing the for the culture. So everybody's saying that it's uh, he's doing it for attention or whatever. I don't think he would go to that limit where he knows he's not going to have a job. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think he would. But it's real easy for people to assume that or say that or think that they know the right thing to do, but they're not in his position. So, again, who are we? Not just me and you, but who are we as a society to tell them, oh, you're doing it wrong and you shouldn't feel this way. You know, I mean, you're going to feel however you feel. So I just hope he ends up okay. I I never really saw anything of his. You know, I never watched any of his matches. or I've heard he's really talented. But, you know, at that point, I don't care how talented he is. I don't care how 
high up on the card he is, I just hope he's okay. <laughs> you know, and I hope he ends up fine, of course. I hope nobody gets hurt out of this, but... Yeah, he wrestled yeah. Uh, on the independent scene here in Texas. Oh, he did? Yeah, I want to say he's, he's somewhere from Texas. I'm not 100% sure on that, though, but... He, uh, All I know is you have to be really talented, especially in the Indies, to end up in some type of WWE capacity. So, yeah, you know, people can say what they want. I know a lot of people were saying, like, oh, well, he didn't do anything in NXT. And, you know, I think he was only on a couple matches. And, you know, this is that. What does it matter? <laughs> you know, to me, what does it matter? You know, you just want to tear people down. It's, I don't get it. But anyways, uh, you know, like I said, I hope uh, he ends up okay. I hope whatever mental stuff he's going through, if he is going through, I hope he can overcome it. Yeah, um, I think that was pretty much it for news and rumors. Did you have anything else? Uh, the only other thing, which is what I saw last night, I guess it's not necessarily news, but the ratings, uh, AEW and NXT's ratings. Uh, last week, I think AEW was at like, what, 822,000 or something, and, and uh, NXT was like 9,000 less. Do the math. <laughs> Wait, 13? 813? Something like that, I don't know. And uh, so, of course, people thought this week NXT was going to take over. I thought they were going to take over for sure, especially with this whole invasion angle that's been going on, whatever. But uh, AEW ended up getting 957,000 in the ratings, and NXT got 750,000, which is a trip. Now, the ratings don't, they don't matter much to me. But I think you have to look at it from the perspective of the uh, of the channels, you know. And I would hope that they that NXT gets them up higher. Oh, AEW gets them up higher. I hope they would both be at the level that SmackDown and Raw are, because I have no idea why SmackDown and Raw are over there, and you know the high uh, millions or two million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I hope they continue to do well though. Uh, that was it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, you want to jump in right into some wrestling? Let's get into the wrestling. I think we should get into full gear. Full gear. Full gear happening. Like we're, we're fully loaded as, uh, <laughs> as Jim Ross called it. <laughs> Jim Ross just doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> hey, man, when he does, oh, he sounds amazing. But, yeah, you can tell there's, there's those times where he's just like, hey, man, I'm, I, don't, I don't care. He's getting paid a lot. He, he's getting paid a lot of money. He don't care. Hey, well, he cares. I would never say he don't care. I'm not even going to say that. I'll never say he doesn't care. But I think there's some things that he knows, like, hey, <laughs> it's whatever, you know? Like, and that's fine. I'm not going to get upset with him about it. Uh, uh, yeah, so we had uh, Full Gear this past Saturday. Uh, the buy-in was Britt Baker versus B. Priestley. Uh, I thought it was Britt Baker's best match so far. I think she's at each match she's been getting better because she was really, really sloppy. Um, in her first few matches. But I think she's starting to tighten it up and B. Priestley's just a freaking beast. I actually haven't gotten to see um, the buy-in, unfortunately. I've been busy all week. Yeah, I saw the buy-in. I thought it was really good. Uh, they did the whole... Uh, so, it, it, usually the buy-ins are like an hour. But uh, because then apparently AEW had till like midnight to stream or something like that. But because there's, you know, there's people at the stadium or at the arena 
uh, they didn't want to make it a four and a half, five hour show like the pay per views have been lately. So for that uh, buy in, instead of having it a full hour, I think they only had it about thirty minutes, maybe a little less. Uh, and they had B Priestley versus Britt Baker. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, <clears throat> Britt Baker won, and then at the end of the match, uh, Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes came out. And uh, Awesome Kong did like the that was spinning back fist, and she had a knife. I was like, "What the hell is she doing with a knife?" She had an actual knife, and she cut off B Priestley a piece of her hair, or lock of her hair, and uh, put it in like her waist. I think she had like a little belt or something. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really weird, but it's so weird because the vignettes and everything like those are, I think they're so weird, but it's getting me interested, and I think it's because I love Awesome Kong, but. I'm kind of interested in it. What the hell is going on and why she's snipping people's hair? Yeah, she had a whole bunch of hair. Just a, a lot of it. And that's not even when we get into Dynamite, you, the way, how much she pulled off of alleys. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so, yeah, you know, that was it with, with that. And then uh, we had the Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful, uh, Santana and Ortiz. Okay, so this one was really badass. And it was badass, but it wasn't, like, their usual tag team matches. I don't know if you've noticed lately, I've noticed uh, in the past like, two weeks, their tag team matches have been a lot tighter when it comes to the rules. And they're also not going as all out as they were in the sense that they're not, you know, not every move is a, is a spot or it's not a total spot fest. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I love the spot fest. People complain about them. I love them. Um, but I mean, I also love, you know, regular type tag team wrestling as well. So, um, this was more like that. I thought it was really cool. Um, I love the characters of Santana and Ortiz because if you remember uh, back on like the first or second week of, of uh, Dynamite, when Jericho came out and was like, you know, these guys are pit bulls. They're, you know, they're this isn't that, right? They're dirty and nasty, whatever. Man, they live up to it because at some point, I think it was Nick Jackson, he spit out his gum at Santana and Santana put it in his mouth and spit it back at him. I thought that was so disgusting. Yeah, that that was pretty disgusting. It is disgusting, but whatever. <laughs> I think that's just my German full man. But uh, yeah. yeah, this match was Anyways. really really good. No. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And then oh my god, your Jesus! Oh man, he's so dumb. <laughs> I don't know what it was that he did outside the apron, but you know something like a reversal or something. And he got up and he was like, I'm a genius. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah, oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. He caught the foot, whatever he was going to do. <laughs> I don't know if he was going to do a super kick or what, but he got the foot on the apron and threw him down, made him hit his uh, face. I'm a genius. I was like, oh my God. Um, they ended, dude, and then ended badass. Nick Jackson, dude. Or what? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, Nick Jackson, man, he sold that kick uh, that he did into the turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. So well, dude. I think, I think that was the part where uh, he's a genius. That, that might have been right. Yeah, yeah. I think he ducked out of it. And so he kicked the hell out of it. I don't know how the hell he didn't break his shin. Like, I mean, you know, I'm sure he knew what he was doing. But, oh, my God. That looked like it hurt. And he sold it the whole match. Uh, you know, anytime they were trying to do the moves together or whatever, you know, he's, he's falling down. He can't. He doesn't have the, the strength to do it. And... Uh, you know, eventually part of powerful one, which I thought was a really good idea as well, because it builds them up as far as the inner circle. Yeah, so it's more than just Jericho and Sammy. And 
<laughs> the Rock and Roll Express, man. They were um, they were ringside and they came in and uh, what's his name? Is it Ricky Morton? I think so. He was Ricky Morton. He did the the Canadian what is it, Canadian Driver, whatever it's called. Canadian Destroyer. Destroyer. Yeah. It was the slowest one I've ever. Well, getting up, it was the slowest one I've ever seen, and it quickly just like. Oh man, I thought it was hilarious. And then he did a, a Toby Suicida. And uh, a, a lot of people didn't like that. I thought it was fine. But, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, at one point in the match, uh, Ortiz Santana, Santana had Santana. both uh, Bucks in a submission move. Oh my god, yeah, I've never seen a move like that before. It was like a Boston Crab gory special connection. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was no badass, idea. that's what it was. It was badass. Oh, have you ever seen anything like that before? No, I don't think so. Not that I can remember. I, I don't think so either. But I, I thought it was done really well. <clears throat> uh, next, we had Hangman, Adam Page versus Pac. Uh, I thought this one was really good. I love seeing these two together because they both look like they beat the hell out of each other. Like, Pac's kicks look like they hurt so damn much and then on the flip side you have hangman's like his, the elbows that he throws and his clotheslines they just uh, damn and uh this was their well technically it was a third but as far as an AEW uh, it was their second match and uh packet won the first <clears throat> so they're going back and forth they even did a callback to the previous match where uh, Pac did a low blow. Uh, Hangman actually caught it, and uh, they did a lot of cool stuff in this one. And ultimately, Page got the victory. Uh, I thought that was surprising because Pac hadn't lost at all singles wise. But uh, I think they've done a good job of building Hangman back up because I think there was a time, especially after the Jericho loss, that people just didn't care about him. At least I started feeling that. Yeah, but, the, uh, the audience just wouldn't... Made me, just made me like The audience would hardly pop for him. Now they pop pretty big from pretty hard. Oh, dude, they do that cowboy shit uh, chant a lot now. Yeah. It's really over. But uh, I thought it was done really well, and I thought it built a page pretty good. Um, next up to that was Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Star, Again, Star we, Spears. We both, huh? Versus Star Spears. Star Spears. We both have said this. He looks like a star he is a star um, a lot of people don't agree with that I don't, I don't understand why I think he has the look his wrestling's different in AEW you know what I mean I, I think that's why a lot of people don't click with it because it's not fast paced it's not like that because even even so with somebody like Cody Cody can do backflips and he can do stuff like that you know with Sean Spears he's very old school but uh, he came out and he went up against Joey Janela who I also really like and uh, I thought it was a decent match I, I mean I thought it could have been better of course um, but it, to me it was more because it was such a short notice match I guess but um, I think with more build which they are continuing to do I think this will be a great match eventually um, what I loved was they did this pile driver uh, out on the floor a spike power driver and even Tully Blanchard jumped off the ring steps to assist with it 
And I was like, man, aren't you like 75 years old? <laughs> man, like, what? <laughs> you know, but I thought that was so cool. Uh, yeah, there was even a spot where he like tied his hair to yeah. the ring post. Like, and pulled some of the hair out. Like, it was it was a trip. I, I want to see them go more. And like I said, they are building for them to keep, you know, to keep this going. Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a fine match. Uh, what happened after that. After that was uh, a promo backstage of Kip Sapien. Yes. And uh, I, they, they need to use him because he's damn good and they haven't really used him. They have him with a hybrid 2, H2. Yeah. And um, they, they've lost both times. Yeah, um, he was saying that he's uh, super bad pretty much. And Penelope so Ford is with him. Like, uh, so he was there and he was saying, you know, you need to align yourself with, you know, whoever. And he said that's why he's with the hybrid 2. And then he said that's why... Uh, he also has, well, now Penelope Ford, who is actually his real life partner. Yeah. And uh, she said, "Why be bad when you can be super bad?" Which I thought was really cool. It didn't feel worse. It felt like it was the right time to do it. It didn't feel like, "Yeah, I'm gonna beat you and then burn it down." You know what I mean? So <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I, yeah, same thing. I love Kip Sabian. Uh, I love Penelope Ford. So I think this, you know, whatever direction they're gonna go, I think it's gonna gonna go over pretty well yeah they took penalty four from joey janela though because on the independent scene they're together so what, what was that that they used to date or something or were they just like a like that was the his manager or were like what i have no idea about that too i have no idea i know uh, as far as i know i've always known kip sapien to be with penalty four that's what i thought too and then once I saw this and, you know, like on Twitter and everything, everybody was like, oh, do you think they're, you know, they're going to put him up eventually against Joey Janela because of Penelope Ford? And I was like, for one, Joey Janela can pull that, like, honestly. And two, it was like, I don't know, like he's already in, you know, Joey Janela's already in a, a feud. I mean, maybe down the line, but that, that was my craziest thing. Like, if if they dated, Joey Janela can pull Penelope Ford, really. Really, but I mean, hey, whatever. <laughs> um, after that, though, was the uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match, SCU Private Party, and the Lucha Brothers Triple Threat. Um, honestly, dude, this like, this actually started off really slow. Uh, I feel like because there's a lot of fans who don't like the whole everything's a spot. I think they're starting to kind of tone it down a little bit which I think is, it's okay but I think they're still trying to get used to that and also Private Party they're very over but you can tell they're really young like you can tell like they're still green I guess is the term mm-hmm. um, they're making a lot of mis- well I wouldn't say a lot of mistakes but you know they're making mistakes that are very visible but they're young you know I mean it's, it's gonna happen they need to get through this to, to continue to grow so I'm not worried about it but um, it started off slow, and it wasn't really until Phoenix started or Phoenix started doing his thing, man, that everybody got back up again. I want to make note: this crowd on TV, this crowd was an okay crowd. It was not like a dynamite crowd. But apparently, um, from people who were actually at the at the venue, uh, it was very loud. It's just it was more of a production problem. So. 
I'm hoping that's what it was because that crowd for a lot of for a lot of the time was pretty dead and I had no idea why but um yeah so whenever Phoenix took over man Lucha Bros in general they're my favorite tag team so yeah it was pretty badass um <clears throat> SCU of course did their thing Scorpio Sky is still looking like a damn like a star uh, and then, like I said, private party, you know, they're making mistakes more than what they did when they were first, you know, their first couple matches. But again, I think it's just stuff that they need to learn from. Uh, but they'll be fine. Uh, but ultimately, MCU came out as uh, as the winners. And uh, at the end of the match, the lights went out. I was freaking out. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" And when I, the lights I, came back on, there was I, Pentagon, and then there was Pentagon, <laughs> and I was like. Okay, man, like, for me, I didn't see this coming. I'm sure a lot of people did. I I didn't because I completely forgot. But I was like, oh, my God, you know, I don't want to see, you know, oh, there's two of whoever because that never works. It never does. It didn't work with Kane. It doesn't work with The Undertaker. It just doesn't work. But then when I saw that uh, um, the other Pentagon did the Angel's Wings, then I was like, oh, okay, it's Christopher Daniels, and I thought that was a cool way to bring them back. Yeah, I hate that whenever they do um, pop-ups in the ring, they turn off the lights for everybody. Why would you hate that? Just because, like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old school, but, you know, whenever you see something, like, lights go off, you think of someone, what like... You mean, maybe you're old school, man. That's the, been the, going on forever. No, but, like, like, The Fiend. You'll see something like The Fiend, Undertaker, someone magical yeah. that, you know, has the powers turn off the fucking oh, lights. Oh, you mean that kind of thing? You yeah. Mean it has to be a character of, like, okay, yeah. not just somebody just shows up okay yeah I what you're saying i thought you meant in general i was about to say are you serious like the fiend does it and you're all over his butt no like like the fiend undertaker kane someone with yeah, that type of powers mystical i guess power or whatever okay i get you i get what you yeah um i i never had a problem with it but i can see what you're what you're talking about it should be uh staked for the you know for the guys who to the crowd or you know to whoever is like oh my god you know he can control whatever i, I get it yeah like now because they've been doing i kind of felt that with like cody like when cody did that yeah this is like, like the fifth you know, one gonna happen. Yeah. The fifth one since they've been on tv yeah so it's overplayed now. i think they're gonna start cutting back on it like i think we, sometimes we fail to realize that they've only been going on for a little over a month so it's real easy to be like what they shouldn't do this they shouldn't do that whatever and I think they're still trying to figure it out. But, you know, I, I, overall, I think it's been fine. But I see what you mean with that. <laughs> I did like the Chris Bernays returning, though. You did like it? Yeah, you you know how long Scorpio Sky has been uh, wrestling for? How long he's been wrestling? Yeah. Uh, like 17 years now, 12 years? Yeah, I did not know that. 17 years. Dude, he's been going on for a while. But he will say that um, there was a big gap. I want to say like four to seven years that he was very like sporadic and it wasn't actually until about four years ago I think that he came back because yeah, he got he got fired or laid off from whatever job he was at so he had to you know he felt like he had to come back for money <laughs> and well now look at him you know yeah um, he actually tried going to MMA too or going that route he said that's why if you look at his face it's like all crooked that's why <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I love that Christopher Daniels came back. Um, I think it was a good way to kind of put him in the back, you know, because if you look at you know the first 
couple pay-per-views and matches or whatever, it was Kazarian and, and Daniels. And Scorpio Sky was in the back, which made sense because he was the least known out of the three. But now they've built him up in such a way that it's like, keep Chris, you know, Chris Daniels, he's going to be 50. Keep him in the back. And let Scorpio Sky, you know, Scorpio Sky's a star, dude. You know, take him over because Arian still does what he does. You know what I mean? So I, I thought it was a really good way to do that. But um, anyways, enough with the slobbing, slobbering all over SCU. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next was the AW Women's Championship match, which was Riho versus Emmy Sakura. Sakura. <laughs> I heard it both ways, so now I'm just gonna say however the hell I want. So they. They built this. They didn't build this up. They did not build this up at all on Dynamite. But I think the commentators did a good job of letting everybody at home know, or everybody who was watching know, that uh, Emmy actually trained Riho. And like I said before, they have been in hundreds of matches together. And whenever they went back and looked at it, it was actually pretty split down the middle, which I thought was so weird. So in a way, this was kind of like that tiebreaker. And uh, I thought it was a great match. Dude. There, there was some times I had no idea. I actually thought it was going to win at some points. And that's because I went in knowing Riho was going to win. Like, there was no way she was going to lose. Um, and she did this, like, uh, what the hell is it called? Is it the Gori special that she did? The one she kept, she kept rolling around everywhere with. I don't know what she was doing. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it was, did she was doing some moves that was just like wow and on Riho's frame it just looks like it's, it's horrible like it's like it's gonna break her or kill her <laughs> but like she's so small um they went back and forth um <clears throat> it was like I said it was a really good match the last like two minutes were like phenomenal like they kept reversing uh roll of pin after roll of pin after roll of pin like it was crazy and ultimately Riho won which was to me is the right decision, uh, and I thought it was a really good match. And I said uh, this women's division isn't there yet, especially to the point of NXTs. But I think like once they start really getting this down and start actually putting them in some storylines, besides the Britt Baker B Priestley one, uh, once they you know as a whole start putting them in storylines and everything like that, like I think this division could be great. And Rio's over, dude. Like, crazy over. I don't understand why. I don't know if it's with the little kids or what, but... Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Rio too, but... Not to that extent. Yeah, I don't think I've watched this match. No. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. I know there was one I skipped, but I think it was this one. Oh, yeah, that probably, probably... And I honestly, like... It's not to take away from the ladies, but I think this would be the match that people would be like, okay, you know, this is the time to take a break. But every time that that's happened, I'm telling you every time, against Riho, that that has happened, because it happened with the first one with Nyla Rose and Riho, it ends up being, like, one of the better matches on the card. So, next time, you better watch, buddy. And then next, we had the AEW World Championship match. It was Cody versus Chris Jericho. Um, 60-minute time limit, and if it went to a draw, they had... Um, they had the uh, what are they? Uh, three they judges. The judges. Yeah, they had the three judges uh, ringside. It was Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, and the great Buddha. Yep. Um, 
So if they did go to that time limit draw, they would decide whoever won. It's Jericho in a match, but he, it ain't going to go an hour. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> People were tripping out. I do love that they announced that, though, because it does allow for any, like, it, it ingrains it into us already that we know that if it becomes a championship match, there will be a time limit. If it gets down to that time limit, a judge will decide. You know, it's not just, oh, this is out of nowhere. So I love that they implemented this. But um, Jericho, dude, that dude's such an awesome heel. He's such an awesome heel. Um, at one point, Cody did a uh, Topi Suicida. And, oh, man, he landed straight on the ramp. And he busted open. I think it's over his right eye. He busted it open. It was such a huge gash. And actually, during that dive, he tore uh, or stretched something in his ribs. How do you pull a rib? I've never heard of that. <laughs> or separated something, you know, in his rib. And uh, He needed eight stitches on his eye. He needed eight stitches on his eye. Yep. Um, he was, oh, dude, that gash was disgusting. I was afraid that they were going to stop it. And apparently they were going to stop it, but, you know, they ended up uh, going with it. Uh, Jericho did good heel work attacking the eye or, you know, making it look like he was attacking the eye at least. And, uh, you know, just going at him, beating him up. Uh, he even went to Cody's mom and she, hey, that's the feistiest grandma I've ever seen, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then she slapped Jericho and she was like, fuck you. I was like, damn, lady. Um, again, good heel work. And then Cody, I mean, Cody's probably the biggest baby face in the company man everybody gets behind cody i think even people who don't like him wanted him to beat the hell out of jericho like that's how much of a heel would jericho was but uh eventually well they don't think they, they don't call it the walls of jericho in uh, aew they call it the well i mean you know it's not the first promotion to do that but they call it the lion tamer here in aew and um oh my god dude the lion tamer that he put cody in was disgusting and then to find out that he had that separated rib or whatever oh that makes it so much worse it looked like it hurt so much and off on the side you see mjf who was out there mjf grabbed a towel and he threw in the towel he threw the towel in in for cody he threw the towel in for cody and oh my god man okay so i'm not gonna lie when i first saw i saw him with the towel so I was like, oh, my God, you can throw in a towel. It's going to be a finish I don't like because, well, now Cody can never challenge for the championship again, right? Until he turns and heel and says, fuck it. was that? Until he turns heel and then just says, fuck it. Yeah, I'm sure. But, well, I would hope when they do get to the point that they do some type of good storyline for that. And I don't doubt that they will because so far they haven't let me down. But, again, we'll see. But, uh, anyway, so MJF goes in the towel. And this man literally has like tears in his eyes, like begging and pleading to Cody, like, I'm so sorry, you know, I was doing this for you, whatever. I actually thought Cody was going to turn. Yeah. Like, we all knew MJF was going to turn. It's weird how a heel could turn, but we all knew he was going to turn. I just didn't think it was going to be so soon. And uh, so I thought, okay, you know, this is going to happen with the towel, and then later on they're gonna talk about it and then a couple months from now then you know he's gonna screw him instead he went and he kicked Cody straight in the nuts and he said you know now it's my turn and 
Oh my god. So had this happened, had this towel thing happened, and the turn didn't happen, I would have been pissed at the ending. But because it shows that MJ didn't give a damn about Cody's well being, he just wanted him to lose. I think I thought that made good sense, and I thought it was good storytelling. He didn't. He didn't want him to lose. That's not the story I was told at all. Huh? That wasn't the story I was told. At least not on Dynamite. What are you talking about? He said that uh, he was doing it for his well-being, but that he uh, turned on him because Cody was trying well, we, to push, hold him we, down. Well, we didn't get to Dynamite yet. I was talking about up to that point at the pay-per-view. I guess, but even from then, I was like just there thinking like, wow, MJF actually uh, kicked him in the nuts. And, I mean, he was always ready to heal to begin with. I, I was thinking that Cody was going to turn, though. I was like, this would be pretty, what I'm saying. This would be pretty bad. That's, if, uh, that's how it shows how execute, how well, like how good it was executed. Yeah. To even have a stink that Cody might be the one to turn. But when he picked him up, when he picked up MJF to tell him it was okay, I thought, damn, he's about to do a crossroads on him. Yeah. Like, for damn sure. And he didn't. And that was the only surprising thing. Because I think everything else we could have called. I just didn't think it was going to happen so soon. But I think it shows trust that they, well, especially with MJF, dude, how can you not trust MJF? MJF's he's awesome. So good at what he does at such a young age. The, they didn't tell the story though about the towel. You know, it's it's, I guess a written rule, unwritten rule. But like, I'm pretty sure there's some new age fans who don't know anything about it. So like, they could have at least done a better better story explaining. Like, hey, had like Cody at the beginning in the before the match started, tell him and Jeff, hey, if um something happens, you know, throw a towel for me if you think I can't. Yeah, you or... want them to kind of explain it before yeah. it's like, oh, the towel can end it. Because yeah, you're right. A lot of people didn't know that a towel throwing in the towel is a thing. Uh, it actually happened at a, at a takeover. Did you know that? Um, recently? I don't remember if it was recently or, you know, in the last year, two years, or, or what, but there was a takeover with the, the same type of thing, you know, with the towel. And it happened in WCW. It ha- you know, it's, it's happened. It's yeah. not often. So you're right, you know, newer fans may not know that, but yeah, it, it has happened. Um, and when I saw it, of course, I, well, it makes me think of boxing. I, I would think that it's so synonymous with boxing that I think it would make sense anywhere, but or it'd be common sense anywhere. But I mean, the fact that it's not. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I, I thought it could have been done a different way, but I still feel like the way that they executed this particular storyline, I thought it was fine, or I thought it was really good. Uh, ultimately, Cody loses Jericho. You know, he walks away, man. You know, him smiling around, doing whatever the hell he wants. And it sets up so much with Cody and MJF. Like, I think that will be so badass. Um, I think this will be a view that lasts for a long time. Um, and I want to see it all. <clears throat> and after that, we had the Lights Out match. Uh, Moxley versus Omega. you like hardcore stuff like this? Um, I'm not a huge on it. I've seen some stuff. Like, Moxley's old shit, I've seen some of them. I can't, like, watch the full match entirety. I can watch, you know, some spots, moments, and shit, but... Uh, do you get squeamish, or you just don't like that they do this stuff? I, I'm just... Not yeah, I just haven't been a big fan of it whenever I was younger and all that. I was like, that's not really... Like, everybody is, that's not really wrestling, but... Um, yeah. Lately, I've been more into it. Not, not like, you know, recently, like, the past year. Like, past couple years since I knew about... Uh, whenever Dean Ambrose first started, I heard read, heard about his background. I watched some of his stuff, but yeah, uh, I won't go out my way to like, go watch a full on match. 
Although yeah. there's been some uh, Texas death matches here in Texas that I've been wanting to go check out. Yeah. Well, so the reason I asked is because I'm a sick fuck. And I love that stuff, man. I think what it is, though, is that I trust that these performers, well, at least in this type of an environment, you know, in AEW or, you know, where it's like a live TV kind of show or a weekly show, I trust that they're going to be safe. Like, yeah, you know, they're hitting each other with barbed wire or they're doing this and that, but it's safe. And that's what I saw this whole time. It was brutal, but it was safe. Um, the glass that they used, I'm pretty sure it was like a sugar glass, but I felt like it did what it was supposed to do. It made people look at it like, oh my God, you know, what the hell's going on? Um, the barbed wire was crazy. Um, at some point, Omega hit Moxie in the back of the head with the barbed wire uh, broom. And he was bleeding so much. Um, they slammed, Moxley slammed Omega on a mat full of mouse traps. Uh, they went through the table. They beat each other with that barbed wire bat, the barbed wire broom. Uh, at some point, uh, they were up over there by the uh, or up on the ramp, and Omega's telling the Bucks and uh, Hangman to bring. Bring the thing out, bring the thing out. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? They bring out this, like, the best way I could describe it is it's basically a barbed wire trampoline. And they suplex each other into that. And they had to get pulled out because of, you know, because they were so stuck in it. And right after, like, immediately after that, Kenny Omega does a V trigger uh, to Moxley on this, like, I don't know, on this thing that holds a light or something. I don't know, dude. It was so weird. It was so crazy. Like, I loved it. I barely, if anything, I would have wanted it to be more bloodier, but that's just my sick taste. Um, it went on for 39 minutes, and then it ends with Moxley. He tore off the padding and the apron of the ring, so he exposed how it's uh, all the, like, the, the wood. And Kenny Omega does the dive off of the uh, turnbuckle completely missed I swear he hit face first on the damn wood and uh, Moxley ends up doing the uh, paradigm shift directly on his head for the pin oh my god this was very divisive everybody was talking about it but it was very divisive because people were okay this isn't for me there were people who were you know this isn't wrestling it's garbage wrestling um, you know I don't like this kind of stuff they're putting themselves at risk and then there are sick people like me who were like that was the best match. One of the best matches I've ever seen. No, that was the best I match of the night. The, huh? That was the match of the night. Yeah, match of the night. And I thought it was so amazing. With They, they had such callbacks, I guess you could say, to their feud. You know, like uh, at one point, Kenny Omega, especially in the promo, was like, you know, what are you going to do, John? You're going to chain wrestle me? You know, because Kenny Omega is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Technical wrestling. <laughs> and... Moxley actually brings out a gold chain and starts beating his ass with it. <laughs> you know, and then the glass, you know, that they were saying how that's the glass from the uh, the glass table that he paradigm shifted him into on um, the first episode of Dynamite. You know, things like that. Um, I, I thought it was great. Uh, like I said, if it were up to me, man, it would have been more bloody. And, I, you know, what's crazy is that was probably the safest match on the card, man. Because it wasn't wrestling. It was just hitting each other with stuff. They know what the hell they're doing. You know? But I thought it was great. Uh, but yeah, man, 
that was Full Gear. I thought Full Gear was so good. Uh, of course, I thought it could have been better. I think there were different, you know, spots that could have been better and whatever the case may be, but it's so fun. Like, it's, it was so fun. It was entertaining. It had me up watching it. I actually ended up seeing it twice. Twice? Twice, man. The only match I saw twice was Mox and Kenny Omega. I had to make sure to see that one again. And the ending of Jericho and um, uh, Ro- Cody, because uh, I uh, started watching whenever they were, like, halfway through. Yeah. I couldn't watch the replay. It's, like, the next day, I was like, damn it. So I had to go to <laughs> sleep. The next day, I was like, okay, yeah. time to watch Full Gear. It was, it, it was all done so well. Um, it was great, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised, because I, I really didn't watch Full Gear. Um I didn't see the ending of uh, Mox and Omega the first time, first night. But I didn't really get to watch it until I think 5 or 6 p.m. the next night, Sunday. Uh, I was on, you know, social media the whole time. I didn't care about spoilers. But I did not see one damn spoiler at all for the outcomes. Are you serious? Yeah, and those at one point I was on Twitter. I was like, I'm going to go go uh, look at hashtag full gear, see see if I can see some outcomes. No, I did not see any any um, outcomes of anything. Are you talking about on Twitter, right? Yeah. Twitter, oh, Instagram, like, Facebook. Like, do you mean like you saw more of like, oh, man, I can't believe Moxie did that more than, wow, Moxie won? Like, is that what you yeah. mean? Like, you saw more? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of that. Like, there was a lot of, oh, you know, I can't believe he did this, or I can't believe they did this in the match, or, or you know, whatever. The only... Way more than there was, oh, you know, Moxie won, or, oh, uh, Jericho beat Cody because of him. You know, there wasn't much like that. There was more, oh, damn, MJF is an asshole more than... Yeah, the, the only uh, one spoiler I did get was Sean Spears winning, and it was from Sean Spears himself. But that was yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, I love him on, on Twitter, dude. He talks so much crap. But people give him so much. I don't understand. I didn't like him in WWE, dude. I really didn't. Yeah. But I've loved everything that he's done so far in, uh, in AEW. When and I, for some reason, people just hate him, and it's not because he's a human. Yeah, when I, when I first heard that he was saying he was getting signed. I was like, ah, oh, you know what, whatever. Yeah, That's cool. I, didn't like I was like, I expected it, but then he came down here to Corpus, and you know, I wasn't a big fan, but I was like, okay, it's still, it's still a big star. Let me go meet him. Went to go meet him, took a picture with him, and everything, the family, and then he, um, we're talking for a bit, and like, I'm like, this dude's genuine. And then once uh, his match came on, he was, he was playing up a heel because of the face for the, it was a baby face for the Corpus crowd, and um. It was just like being a, a fucking awesome heel, like just playing up the crowd, doing the ten still, mocking mocking uh the baby face he was facing and like it was just hilarious. Like, okay, you know what? I'm a fan. I understand why they signed you. Yeah. Exactly. And then after the, and, uh, the Sherman shit, I'm like, yeah, this guy this guy's a star. Yeah. I love that it goes dark, it goes quiet, and you just see him sitting there in spotlight on him. And as soon as he, you know, slaps the chair back together the music starts playing. I thought that was so creative. And his music is badass. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just everything. And I love that he has Tully by his side as well. Um, I really hope soon that they allow either one of them to get on the mic. I want to hear him talk. Uh, I really want to hear Tully cut a promo, man, because that dude, he's a scary old man. But, yeah, man. I, I, I To me, at least at this point, I think Spears should be upper mid guard, but I do feel like he can he can be in that main event. Yeah, 
But enough about us gushing over uh, Mr. Star Spears. Hood Wrecking Entertainment. Do you collect figures such as NECA, Hot Toys, Funko Pops, movies, CDs, or even posters? If so, hit up HWE. They're located at 4060 Southport Avenue in Corpus Christi, Texas. They are the dopest near the ocean. Also have studio time for you rap artists. They are open Monday through Thursday, 12 noon to 10 p.m. Friday, Saturday, 12 noon to 11 p.m. Close Sundays. Follow them on Facebook at HWE. Tell them Wrestling Tacos Podcast sent you. Illegally Imported is a car brand that focuses on what's important in the car community. Your car. You like pictures? Hit them up on Instagram at Illegally Imports to follow all their new pics. Do you want a personal shoot? Drift into their DMs and they'll get you squared away. From Corpus Christi to Dallas and everywhere in between, follow them on Instagram at Illegally Imported. Hey guys, we know you're a wrestling fanatics just like us, but are you also Funko fanatics? If so, then Pop Grill is your one-stop shop for all things Funko. Pops, Mr. Minis, and more. Located at the Corpus Christi Trade Center at 2833 South Padre Island Drive, Booth 135. Open Saturdays and Sundays from 1045 a.m. to 6 p.m. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Grill. Let's stay up to date. Again, power. Um, we spent like yeah, almost an hour pretty much on full gear, so let's run through power. I did not watch Impact, yeah. so I'm not gonna run through it. Um, AW Dark was on Friday, so we didn't get into it, but we're gonna go through power and dynamite, uh, kind of fast. Yeah, all right. Power began with Rock and Roll Express coming out saying that they want Outlaw, out, Outlaw Inc. Um, to win the tag title match tonight. Outlaw Inc. said thank you for the sound of approval. And yeah. After that was Trevor Murdoch versus Caleb Conley. Trevor Murdoch picked the win. Caleb Conley is pretty damn good. If they haven't signed him, they need to sign him. They haven't apparently signed Trevor Murdoch. At least that's what Jim Cornette keeps playing up that he's trying to get a contract. They still haven't signed Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a storyline, but. Yeah, I think he has actually signed him. It's nice to see him. Yeah, and then um, after that was Aaron Stevens. He came out, said he was getting dressed. He was only half halfway dressed, but then he decided that you know what, he's done. He's quitting. <laughs> he's so stupid. He said he went back to Hollywood, and he quits NWA. He quits wrestling altogether. Okay. Um, Aaron Stevens is pretty funny. He's he's a hilarious guy. Yeah, he is. After that was Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell teaming up against Crystal Rose and Brooklyn Creed. This was Thunder Rosa's and uh, Marty Bell's first match teaming together, and it was pretty good. Uh, they picked up the win real quickly. Um, after that, Thunder Rosa was uh, cutting a promo in Spanish, and Marty Bell was repeating it in English. Basically said that um, she had a vision of a phoenix uh, rising from the ashes, and Alice, Allison K has no idea what's coming to her. Okay. After that was James Storm demanded NWA give him a rematch for his title against Cocabana. Then he said, "No, you know what? After I'm actually coming after Nick Aldis for his NWA World's Championship." And then uh, Cocabana came out. He said he's excited. That he won the title from Storm. Says Storm took advantage of his bum knee whenever he had it. And now that he has it back, he's uh, excited. Then Ricky Starks came out and uh, just looked him up and down. Said everyone knows he likes crocodile leather, but he sold on gold. Dude, I love Ricky Starks. 
Yeah, Ricky Stark's fucking awesome. I was I was pumped up whenever he came out. I was like, hell yeah. Uh, question mark made his uh, debut against Dan Parker and picked up the win. Did his name's actually question mark? Yeah, I um, okay. I don't know. I'm not investing in the characters. So I skipped over this one. Yeah. After that was Eli Drake. He said, uh, he told Nick Aldis, Aldis doesn't want Camille to talk because she knows who can beat Aldis and it's going to be Drake. Then Wild Cards came out, said to uh, keep his nose out of their business. Then Ken Anderson came out, Mr. Anderson came out and uh, scared Drake and uh, said for him to call his name if he needs him or some shit. Then we got the main event, Wild Cards versus uh, Homicide and... Uh, Eddie Kingston and Wild Cards picked the win. They retained. That was NWA Power. If you like wrestling as much as we do, then you gotta collect pops, autographs, and figures of your favorite wrestlers. You know where I go to get the best deals on all sports collectibles? Off the wall sports collectibles. They specialize in any and all sports memorabilia, including wrestling. Best autograph 8x10s in the game. Visit them at the Corpus Christi Trade Center, 2833 South Padre Island Drive, or follow them on Facebook at Off The Wall Sports Collectibles. Stay up to date. Do you collect comics, Marvel or DC? At Trinity Comics, you don't gotta pick a side, cause they have everything. Looking for old key comics? Looking for the new hot stuff? Then stop out by the Trinity Comics and Collectibles at the Corpus Christi Trade Center, 2833 South Padre Island Drive. Follow their Facebook and Instagram at Trinity Comics. Stay up to date on what they get in. November is the month to give thanks, and that's what Trinity Comics plan to do. They have a four winner raffle, $10 center and four winners. Each winner will get a great book. Stop on by to see the books they are giving away. And then, uh, Impact? Uh, I didn't watch Impact. Okay, yeah, 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 right. Uh, AW Dark. Did you want to go over it? Or did, I mean, there was nothing really important. Uh, I, I didn't feel like there was. There was Shot, much to go Shotzi over. McKenzie only. Shaza McKenzie. Uh, yeah, you should talk about Shaza McKenzie. Yeah, um, she put it on a good match, a good performance. Nyla Rose destroyed. It was Nyla Rose and Leva Bates teaming up against Shaza McKenzie and I forgot the other lady's name. I forget her name too. I think it was like Lord or I Ray. thought it was funny that match. Uh, Shaza did great. Uh, I think they should sign her, but I thought it was funny because when I saw it was Nyla Rose and Leva Bates, I was like, okay, what the hell's going to happen? Because up to this point, I mean, Leva's one of the librarians, you know, they're not going to do anything. So, Nyla Rose doesn't tag her in, like, at all. And I don't know if you caught it. I thought it was hilarious. There was a point where she, you know, like, tag me, tag me, right? And Nyla Rose just looks at her like, no, I'm not going to tag you. And Leva Bates starts clapping and goes, Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> From the nutty professor, dude, oh my god, I thought that was hilarious. So I really hope, well, I doubt it because she's like a monster, but oh my god, I would have loved it if every time Leva Bates comes out, she's like, Kirk, please. <laughs> uh, other than that, man, I mean, I thought uh, Dark itself was fine. Um, it was more of a build-up for uh, full gear. Yeah, it was year. building up for full gear, so I mean, it, it was it was fine. Um, I'm excited for this next full gear, but yeah, man, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and then uh, Wednesday we had AEW Dynamite. I did and, not was not a big fan of this Dynamite. Yeah, a lot of people are saying. Well, not a lot of people, but some people are saying that. I don't understand completely why. 
I mean, I have, don't get me wrong, I think this is one of the weaker ones. But, watch, well, I was just telling you, even with these that it's like, with this AEW and NXT, we can say, wow, didn't like this show, or wow, you know, like, I thought it was weak. They were still good shows. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't that feel nice? <laughs> like, doesn't that feel nice? It's not like Raw or SmackDown where it's like, wow, this is almost unwatchable. Oh, I'm yeah. not trying to, you know, be that, that way to Raw and SmackDown all the time. I re- I'm really not. But come on, man. You gotta be honest here. Like, they do put on some things that are unwatchable. Yeah, my problems with this AW, you can tell me what your problems are, but my problems was I felt like there were too many weird. I felt like there were too many squash matches, um, which is something that they don't really do. But I feel like there was. I think there was like basic. There basically were three in the in the first hour alone. Um, I thought Moxley did great. He was the first thing. Well, the first thing they showed was Kenny Omega. And, you know his back and him. He looks, he looks messed up. And I love how it was like, you know, okay, you know, he can't perform, and he looks upset. And he's like, oh, you know, what about Moxley? And, oh, Moxley cleared, and the disappointment in his face. I love that because it's like, damn, you know, I put him through hell. He put me through hell, but he's okay. And Moxley came out looking like nothing was wrong with him, dude. Oh my god, I was like, this dude's a freaking animal. Um, he destroyed with Michael Nakazawa and cut a promo. And he basically was saying, you know, he respects Kenny Omega, you know, and uh, and whatever. But until then, he basically trying to be the last man standing in AEW. So if anybody wants to challenge me, um, tell your family you love them before you leave the house and make sure you have the ambulance on speed dial. Like, oh, yeah, I thought that was crazy. That was a really good promo. Not anywhere near what, you know, the, the main one you did a couple weeks ago, but I thought it was really good. Um, so I thought that was fine. Actually, before we get into it, what, what didn't you like about it? Or what was weak for you? I don't know. It just didn't feel, um, I guess, action-packed. Like, there was a whole bunch of squashes and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't... I didn't have the feel for it. Maybe it was the crowd. Was the crowd hot? The crowd was really good in this one. It wasn't good at, at full gear. I, I think what it was... I, I wasn't... It's a pacing issue because I felt like it, it flew by like every week. I, I, I think what it was is it wasn't as focused on the wrestling. I wasn't too excited for uh, Full Gear after it ended. You what? I wasn't too excited for Full Gear after it ended. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, next up was uh, Dark Order versus Jura- Jurassic Express. I always want to say Lucha Express. I, I think I, I wrote down Lucha Express. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the only ones. Um, I thought it was fine. Uh, I think they used Marco Stein in the good, the good way, you know, the way that they're supposed to, like he's, it's more of his body being the weapon, or, you know, him being thrown around than anything, than him actually doing stuff, uh, Jungle Boy's amazing, I know most people still don't like the Dark Order, um, I thought they did, again, in ring, I think they're, they're really good, um, I think it's just the characters that's kind of weird, and they're weird, whatever, what are they called, creepy perverts, yeah, <laughs> and of course, I thought, I thought that was weird, um, Dark Order gets the win, which I thought made sense as well. Um, and then Evil Uno got the mic, which I thought was weird. I, I thought he was going to not talk. <laughs> like, I, I thought Stu Grayson would actually be the one controlling everything. And it's actually Evil Uno, which is kind of weird. But um, basically, he went to Marco Stud and was like, you know, I think you got 
potential, whatever, come join us. He has a mask, and he was going to give it to him. Uh, and Jungle Boy actually steps in, throws the mask, and Evil knows, like, okay, I respect that decision. He tells uh, Grayson and the the perverts to attack him or whatever. So they start kicking their asses. And I was like, okay, they're not going to have this unless Luchasaurus is back, which this is very early compared to the first reports of his injury. This is like very early, but Luchasaurus came back. And I, oh my God. You, you notice how they did this one though? What are you talking about? He returned. Oh, they didn't have the lights turn off. They had him come out with entrance music. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But, oh my God, dude, Luchasaurus, man. Can we just make him the AEW champion or he's like, oh my God, I love Luchasaurus. Dude, that first kick, I thought like, okay, when I first saw her, he picked up his leg so damn slow. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those like fake big boots, man. Oh my God. No, he got him. He slammed his head on the floor. <laughs> like, oh my God, dude. Luchasaurus is a freaking beast. I love him. Um, oh, that, I thought that was such a great way to have him come back. You know, it's weird too, because a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, the first hour kind of dragged or first hour wasn't for me but why was nobody excited about luchasaurus dude oh my god but anyways i'll get that out of the way um next we had uh darby allen versus peter avalon versus sean spears star spears threat match star spears in a triple threat match uh, <laughs> started with the librarian being a dumbass jumping off the turnbuckle then hitting the ring because nobody was there which I thought was hilarious. That actually made me laugh. As much as people hate the librarian, I think he's hilarious. Um, anyways, you know, they're going at each other. They were really more Spears versus Allen than anything. Um, and then Joey Janela comes out and attacks Star Spears and uh, throws him over the barricade and then start going off. So that leaves Peter Avalon in the middle of the ring. Darby Allen does his thing. Uh, does the coffin drop and he wins gets the microphone and says Moxley I accept which I didn't know I wanted this match until he said I accept yes like oh my god I'm so excited for that next week they're gonna face each other I think that's gonna be so crazy like I, I love that it's like a, you know what it's like it's like a young guy you know hot topic kind of dude going up against his older brother who went through that phase at one point. <laughs> like, it just, the, what, the jeans that, or shorts that Darby Allen wears and the jacket that Moxley wears, I just feel like you can get them in Hot Topic. You know that, that line you said? I feel like that's like a Jerry the King Lawler line. <laughs> so I'm out of touch? When he tries to be funny. I'm old, out of touch, and trying to be funny? Okay, yeah. Cool. Man, I love the King, man, but, oh my god. Anyways, so yeah, I am very excited for that man. Moxley versus Darby Allen. I didn't know I wanted this. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be like Jimmy Havoc or somebody that was gonna come out and say something. But I'm, I'm really happy that it's, it's Darby Allen. Uh, what happened next? Huh? Um, Nyla Rose. Oh, Nyla Rose versus Danny Jordan. Yeah, this was another squash match. I, I think it did well in the sense that it it wasn't like a a couple of her other squash matches that just went on for a while. Um, I thought this was, a, you know, it was quick. It was nice. Danny Jordan actually looked pretty good. Um, I think it was done well. It's just at that point we had already had Michael Nakazawa get squashed. We basically had Peter Avalon get squashed in a row. 
so it was just like you know I don't think we needed this but I could see where they were going with it I think they should have had different matches in between the, uh, those though what do you think yeah it was again again this Dynamite I wasn't a big fan of yeah except for MJF uh, but I was like yeah which on. is next actually so Chris Jericho comes out uh, you know starts actually no Ali was next. Oh, actually, was it? He yeah. skipped it on here. Uh, okay, yeah, so uh, Tony Schiavone was interviewing Ali. They were about to interview her. Uh, you know, and she's, you know, her whole baby face thing. Hey, what's up, Nashville, whatever. And Awesome Kong comes out. Again, spinning back fist. Brandon gives her the knife and then cut off a huge piece of Ali's hair. That poor girl. Pretty sure I, again, it's extensions. I don't, I don't know where this is going, but it's interesting. She has a lot of hair. She was what? She has a lot of hair on her uh, Kong around her. Yeah. It's like, where, where did she get it from? Yeah, like, who's, who's the other people's hair? Because she has Lee Priestley's and now she has Allie's, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Jamie Hader's, we just didn't see it. Yeah, but like, but, uh, again, it's one of those things that, like, it's so weird. And it's so out there, but I think it's—I think it's gonna be fine. Um, I think it's—it's it's interesting, and I love seeing Brandy Rhodes as a as the manager yeah. more than in the ring. So yeah, I, I think it'll be pretty pretty good. I, I just hope within like the next two three weeks they expand on it to see what the hell is going on or what they're doing with the hair because I'm like what. But other than that, though. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And then Jericho came out after. He's cutting his promo, you know, uh, basically just celebrating, you know, his being arrogant. Um, again, Cody and Tyler, Millennial Page. Uh, what else? Oh, and then MJF. Okay, so Cody Rhodes' uh, song and theme and everything come on. And he actually, it's actually MJF who comes out, which got him when, such crazy <laughs> Whenever uh, his music hit, I was like, God, best thing ever is if it's MJF. And then it was actually him. I was like, thank God. Well, because I was like, okay, when I saw that it was Cody's, I was like, okay, I know we were going to see Cody, but I didn't feel like it was the right time. You know, because I I was afraid what was going to happen was Cody was going to come out and like on his way down, MJF was going to attack from behind or, you know, something like that. But no, I was pleasantly surprised to see that it was MJF. You know, he got a bunch of heat from that. Goes into the ring, you know, hey, Chris, you know, we'll talk in a minute. You know, let me let me do my thing, whatever. Yeah, he's great on the mic. He's so great. And he makes this argument, you know, like, uh, you know, you're booing me for throwing in the towel, but the fact is, like, his career would have ended had I not, you know, like that kind of thing. And then he ends up saying, like, um, he's used me, abused me, whatever. Um, basically, like he's the asshole. He's saying I'm not the um, villain. Of yeah, the story. I'm not the villain. He had me under his thumb, or wanted me under his thumb. He doesn't care about each and every one of you. Like just going off about this stuff. And eventually, the attention turns back to MJF and Jericho. And MJF's like, you know, little birdie told me you wanted me to join the inner circle. But Jericho's like, well, little birdie told me you wanted to join. And they went on and on and on. Do you want to join? Do you want me to join? I thought that was hilarious. Hilarious. And then he goes, what is it? 
the hell did they say? Like, oh, uh, Jericho was like, you know, yeah, I bet 20, 25 years ago or, you know, whatever, 20 years ago, your parents saw the match I had with uh, Hoofentude WCW and they got horny and nine months later, your little tour bass came out. <laughs> In which MJF replies, who's Hoovy, which I thought was hilarious again. Um, so anyways, yeah, you know, they're going to the house or whatever. And then I think it was like they, uh, I think they said, well, you know who's an asshole or something? I think it was asshole, but I'm not sure what word it was. But you know who's this? And, you know, it, it almost like they're teasing, like they're going to say each other's name. And they just go with Cody, which is a callback to uh, whenever Jericho is doing the whole list and the best friends thing with Kevin Owens. They did that to Roman Reigns. Yeah. Which again, I thought was hilarious. Uh, Cody comes out, and I love how he came out and he didn't have music or nothing. Like, he just straight came out. I thought that was the right decision. Um, he goes in there, he botches a, a slam on Jericho. But I thought it was a good save by Shivani to say, or no, Shivani or Excalibur to say, like, oh, his equilibrium's off, you know, from the injuries or whatever. I thought that was a good way to sell it instead of just like, oh, yeah, he completely missed this. Um, but yeah, he ended up uh, getting the slam on Jericho. He attacked MJF, and then Wardlow debuted. Uh, beat the hell out of Cody and choked him out with his tie before the, the referees broke that up. Uh, a lot of people were kind of underwhelmed with this with Wardlow. I thought it was fine just because MJF is a star. And Wardlow's more of the bodyguard type. At least now, or right now. So I thought it was okay. I'm hoping... Uh... MJF and Warlord are together and they're not going to join the inner circle hoping they're by themselves well that and that's another thing too so they kept saying right you know if you want to join you want me to join at no point did either of them say like yeah you're in or yeah I'm in but they hugged I don't think that is, I think that was more of like a, they respect each other hug more than oh yeah I'm joining I don't think they're going to be the inner circle I think they're going to have their own thing and I really hope that that's what they do because they already have Hager who's the muscle you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they need MJF or anybody else, really, for that matter. Maybe a woman, but other than that, I don't, I don't think they need to act. But um, I guess we'll see. Hager needs to wrestle his first match. What was that? Hager needs to have his first match. I think it'll be pretty soon. I know that they held off on it because of the fights that he had coming up. But I don't think he has another one coming up until, like, January, maybe? Or maybe later, so... We'll see. I, I honestly, I think what it is is when Dustin comes back. I think him and Hager are gonna fight. Oh yeah, I forgot about Dustin. And yeah, and Dustin should be coming back. I think they said in about two, three weeks. So we'll see from there. That's what I love, dude. Like as much as like some of the stuff gets crazy and out of hand, and there's a lot of you know, uh, like everybody gets involved. They do have a lot of storylines they can do, and that's exciting to me. But. Uh, after that, though, there was it was a Hangman Adam Page versus Pack in a rubber match since they were both one and one. Um, again, another hard hitting, this brutal match. These these guys, like I swear. Um, again, a lot of callbacks to the pay per view and to the previous match that they had before on Dynamite. Uh, another really good match, and actually, Pack ended up winning. Uh, he was kicking the hell out of Hangman's head. So Hangman wasn't even moving. He was pretty much knocked out. Uh, he did the Black Arrow, did the Brutalizer, and ended up winning. So I have no idea what they're going to do um, when it comes to Page after that because when they built him up to win. And I still think he's over. I mean, I don't think this diminishes that at 
far as the championship and the rankings. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going at Jericho, which is going to be a little weird, though, because it's heel versus heel. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, they were 2-0. Yeah. 
And I mean, he's the champion. I'm pretty sure he can just do whatever the hell he wants, but whatever. Um, and actually, it was after Full Gear that he said, we're going to challenge for it because they want all the gold or whatever. Um, again, I thought the match was fine. There wasn't anything too crazy about it. They announced um, that it was the time limit was 60 minutes. It's like five minutes left on TV, 15 minutes, 10 minutes left on TV. And uh, yeah. that if it goes over TV time, it'll be on YouTube. I don't know, I just thought that was and weird. There, I know there were a lot of people that were like, uh, it should have gone over. Because if it did go over, if you were that connected, you would have went over to YouTube and you would have stumbled upon Dark and BTE and, you know, all that stuff. And I think that was fine, but I thought it was a good idea to finish it on the show. Um, I thought that was fine. Uh, I, again, I thought the match was pretty good. Nothing too crazy. Nothing, nothing you know, th- there wasn't anything that was like, oh, my God. Um, until the very end, um, Scorpio Sky versus Jericho, I thought together they did really well. Scorpio Sky, again, still looks like a star. And he actually um, did a small package on Jericho and won. So this is Jericho's first loss. And a lot of people, again, they're upset that it's a tag team guy who beat him. But it just makes me go back to uh, whenever Jericho did that promo when he won the championship and say, hey, Scorpio Sky, you're never going to get a shot. At I love that. I love that it's a callback to that. Um, again, I thought this was one of the weaker shows, but it was still such a good show. Um, I, you may not be excited for next week, but I am. No, I'm excited for next week. I just saying this show. After oh, you excited at the end? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely got me excited. Um, but even I could tell. I think they're doing better when it comes to the pacing. It's not wrestling, wrestling. Well, for me, that was okay, but... Uh, you know they're they are adding more video packages. They are doing more promos and whatever, and I think that's good. Um, I just think with some things they need to tighten it up. Um, the wrestling could be better in the sense that you know there's still some moments of sloppiness. Um, but other than that, I mean, again, I thought it was really good. You know, one of the lower ones as far as the what seven of them that have gone, six, seven of them. But I mean, still really good show. I'm telling you, when it comes to Wednesdays and it's AEW and NXT, no matter what you watch, no matter which one you're going for, whatever, you can guarantee that they're both going to have really good shows. And even if they're not the best, they're going to be good. Got anything, buddy? No, but yeah, no, I wasn't really into Dynamite. Yeah. I mean, the only, things, only good things I liked about it were like MJF, Jericho, and then. Sammy Guevara being Sammy Guevara. Did you enjoy NXT? Uh, I haven't watched NXT yet. I didn't watch it on Sundays. Oh. Which is well, a very good thing because people don't um, spoil shit from, for me, at least on my news feed. I haven't seen any spoilers uh, from NXT besides um, Mia Yim and uh, Io Shirai. Yeah, that ladder match, which uh, Tuesday will go over. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw some of the highlights from that. Yeah, it, it is crazy, dude. And oh, did you see anything from it at all? Nope. There was blood, and it was good. Oh, that's pretty good. Holy yeah! But other than that, man, I mean, that was pretty much it as far as the non WWE stuff. Um, again, I thought Full Gear was great. I thought Dynamite was okay or good, not not great. But um, yeah, NWA Power is always good, of course. And I didn't watch Impact. So. 
Yeah, I was trying to watch it back. My wife was off and she really wasn't into it, so we just weren't watching it. Yes. Uh, and then for those of y'all who didn't know or didn't see on our page, uh, we did get to interview Killer Cross at, uh, was it COW's Battle of the Alamo? Yeah, Cactus League Wrestling. Uh, Cactus League Wrestling. Uh, he was down here. Uh, he faced Darren Young and another guy. Gino Rivera. Gino. Gino, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't win. Killer Cross did amazing. Um, we also got to see Chris Masters in action. We saw Crime Time in action. Um, Lance Archer. Lance Archer. He actually beat Chris Masters. Yeah, the NJPW um, US champion. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really good show. We saw um, uh, Fuego do Sol. Is it Nick All Day? Uh, no, Will All Day. Will All Day. How dare you get his name wrong? Maybe, I know, right? Maybe he has a brother named. Uh, we saw Terrell Tempo. I just Tempo. Know all day because I just kept going all day, all day. <laughs> uh, Terrell, uh, Terrell Tempo, yeah. Max Castellanos. Yeah, Max. Max did good. Uh, they actually went up against Crime Time. Yeah. Uh, Crime Time, man, they still got it, man. Yeah. Chad is huge. He came to uh, our side and gave us high fives and stuff. Oh, my God, he's a big man. Um, we had a lot of fun there. And uh, like I mentioned, we, we got to interview uh, – across and uh, he was a great dude he was a great guy uh, we hope to see him again uh, soon actually he's trying to come out to more of these uh, of the shows here in Texas so he's actually going to be uh, in San Antonio tomorrow for Branded Outlaw Wrestling where? Uh, San Antonio for Branded Outlaw oh, really? oh okay okay cool yeah so hopefully we can see him again hopefully we get to talk to him again he seemed like I said he's a really nice guy um, yeah, go back, watch the interview on uh, YouTube, Wrestling Tacos Podcast, or on IGTV, Instagram, uh, at Wrestling Tacos, which we're almost at 200 followers on there. So if you haven't followed us yet, then what are you waiting for? Go follow us. Yeah, slowly but surely. Yeah. And uh, we're almost at 500 likes on Facebook. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I think we're like 25 away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, and then also, uh, do you want to do the introduction for the wrestler of the week uh yeah wrestler of the week uh as every week brought to you by an indie empire magazine if you don't own the independence yet then go and subscribe to their magazine and find out all about the independence scene and the wrestler of the week is ruben the reaper he's my choice uh richie garcia uh he is the, the prince of hybrid so he here uh, down in hybrid wrestling uh well here not down but in san antonio um i swear to he's on every card of every match we go to or every show we go to or every show we hear of he's like on almost every card he's a very busy man um some of you may have seen him on the news especially here in san antonio um he had a great story done on him about how wrestling has saved his life um he's done a lot of good things to but, you know, involving wrestling or wrestling has helped them become better, you know, as a person, help them make better decisions, has kept them out of trouble. Um, he seems to be doing really well. And if I'm not mistaken, it's either tonight or tomorrow. He has a, he's going for a tag team gold, if I'm not mistaken. It's actually a Sunday. Is it Sunday? Yeah. It's Sunday, yeah. Um, He'll be yeah. at Young Guns 3. Out. Yeah, Young Guns 3. You definitely got to check him out. Um, really cool dude, but he's such a good wrestler. 
And like I said, I mean, he's he's getting booked everywhere. He's a great here, heel. So check him out. Yes, uh, he's a great heel. At the Sammy Guevara show that we or the what is it finale that we went to? Or, you know, um, Jeff's sure. birthday bash. Yeah, Jeff's birthday bash um, for Gulf Coast. He was there um, in the match with Sammy, and yeah, he's a great heel, and everybody was booing the hell out of him. Uh, I uh, when I heard he was Prince of Hybrid though, because I've I've heard of Hybrid Wrestling and everything like that. I was like, hey, I like Hybrid. <laughs> everybody was booing him, but I was like, hey man, I'm on your side. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it's he's he's definitely somebody to watch. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I hope to see him more. Yeah, he'll be um, tonight. He's actually in uh, San Antonio for RCW. They're doing like a Jericho. Um, oh yeah, Jericho Billy Madison awesome. show. Yeah, and he'll be there. Um, I don't think he's wrestling anymore tomorrow, unless I'm mistaken. Maybe a Brandy Outlaw wrestling. I think actually. Like I said, the dude just booked everywhere. Yeah, he actually does have. He has a show every day. The for the rest of this week. Is he at Branded Outlaw? Tomorrow? So. Yeah, he'll be at Branded Outlaw tomorrow in San Antonio. And then he'll be in San Antonio Sunday again for Young Guns 3, which we will be attending. So, he'll be going for gold there. That'll be pretty badass. Uh, yeah. But yeah, check him out. Uh, whenever we put his picture on, we'll have his, uh, his social media pages. Give him a follow or a like or whatever from whatever you're on. Um, yeah, real cool dude. Keep following him. Uh, yeah, other than that, I, mean, I think that's it. That's it. All right. All right. We'll catch y'all guys. We'll uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys on Tuesday for the live episode on Facebook at Wrestling Tacos. Bye. Wrestling. Wrestling. Tacos. Wrestling. Kingdom. Kingdom. This isn't.